This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. A cop's confession of killing an unarmed man in Manipur finds very little screen time. President's rule imposed in Arunachal Pradesh challenged in the Supreme Court. Virat Kohli fan arrested in Pakistan for hoisting the tricolor on his home. And there are many other stories we'll discuss on the Hafta. Welcome, I'm Abhinandan Sekri. And this is the 52nd episode of News Laundry Hafta. Because English is not going to be News Laundry Hafta. Before we introduce our guest, I'll plug when corporations pay, corporations are served. When the public pays, public is served, support independent media. Go on to newslaundry.com, click on I pay to keep news free and subscribe. Uh, our guest today is from Goa, although he's not from Goa, he's in Goa. That's Kishle Bhattacharji. Hi, Kishle. Hi. I'll just introduce you to our viewers. Kishle is an author, a journalist, a documentary filmmaker. In fact, he wears many hats. He's been with broadcast television for 22 years, 17 of which he spent at NDTV. He was resident editor covering conflict in India's what we call Northeast. But I know many of you from the Northeast don't like that clubbing of all of Northeast together. Uh, he's currently the founder director of Reach Out Foundation, working on issues around stereotype and discrimination by empowering grassroots journalism. He's also a regular columnist and speaks on conflict. He also has written a book, Blood on My Hands, which we'll talk about because it's relevant now after what happened this week. Uh, we have Arunab. Hi, Arunab. Hello. And Manisha. Hello. This podcast is produced by Karthik. And also, this is Arunab's last podcast, uh, last uh, hafta at News Laundry. Because he's moving on to Mint uh, from next week. Because uh, we all make mistakes he's in life. He's joining big media. <laughs> he's joining big media. And their corporations play baby. So let's start with um, Kishle. Uh, before we come on to the other big stories, I just want to mention one story which found its way into Delhi media right now was this in Goa, uh, the whatever the palm tree is no longer a tree. Coconut. Tree. The coconut tree. Yeah, it's it's a it's a type of grass now. Is that it's grass, right? Because I, I, yeah. cause I yeah, know Madhu mentioned tree. this all over three over three weeks ago. Yeah. But yeah, I just yeah. saw this in the national dailies today. In Goa, any any outrage in local media, Kishle? Uh, I've just landed in Goa, but as I was driving to the hotel, hmm. the conversation was uh, about the coconut trees becoming grass. Right. And uh, we, we could see a whole lot of real estate mess coming around. So there was a, there is a lot of concern in Goa. Uh, I don't know about the local media yet, but I'm sure that they are also covering it. And uh, we saw in the national media today of how a distillery is going to be built Correct. Uh, in, in, in Goa uh, by cutting some 500 coconut trees. So, because it, it's no more a tree, it, it's a grass and you can you cut can, grass. You can mow grass. In fact, Madhu was in Goa over New Year's and when she was joined, when she joined us for the Hafta from there, she had said, this is ridiculous, it's happening here. And there was nothing in, you know, Delhi media. And today it's in Delhi media. I wonder what, what, what took 25 no, days. No, it came out back then also. I read the fact that they've... Uh, Notified coconut tree as grass. Hmm. But I think what's made news now is Jay Majumdar's report in Express, hmm. which says that basically it's going to help these guys clear up spaces just so that they can set up their distilleries and breweries and whatever. Right. So I think people are figuring out now that there's a corporate angle to it. It's not just... Okay, um, now we'll discuss, the first thing we'll discuss is this confession of a cop, which was an Indian 
express exclusive uh, i believe although i'm not sure no um well yeah it's the only newspaper that uh, uh, carried the story with the byline uh, the other papers carried pti reports so in that sense yeah they've exclusively reported on it but i don't know cni even also reported on it mm. right okay upon what let's just tell our audience what they have reported on uh, well uh, there was a confession of a policeman saying that he killed an unarmed person they had arrested on the instructions of the sp the now sp who claimed that he had got the instruction from the chief minister and what shocked me was that it wasn't on prime time uh kishle what does this tell you about just basics of how our media perceives democracy here i would have thought this would set media on fire yes uh, you know this kind of concerns i mean because what happens in uh, manipur or what the, the news uh, coming out of manipur seems to be quite routine over the last 15 20 years of uh, staged encounters there in fact i have detailed and documented uh, that in my latest book blood on my hands uh, which you mentioned hmm. but the media actually almost being indifferent to the details in the book which came out 4 months back and uh of the confession couple of days back by the policeman uh though it appeared in the headlines of indian express and uh, cnn and ibn because these are the two um media uh, outlets that they spoke to the policeman spoke to the kind of outrage that we otherwise have over amir khan statement or anupam khair statement It somehow is not proportionate to the kind of outrage that we have for something like this this is a this is a murder but i i was, i'm not sure yeah. you know I, i sorry i don't quite know whether it's because it was in manipur i have a feeling even in punjab like there was that case of you know some cop of course there was all sorts of theories that he had uh, you couldn't believe what he was saying that he had also killed people or he had been given instructions i think I think it's not a big deal because generally uh big media's understanding of uh, democracy the how this threatens the very foundational structure of a country that a man can be killed like for example you know the Ferguson shooting in the US or that man being attacked by a cop uh and uh, you know being pulled down or being bashed up that becomes an issue that even the president has to speak about here this doesn't even make prime time I I'm not sure it has to do with where it is I don't know Manisha I, I agree Manisha I was just wondering if it's got to do with the fact that we know very little about these insurgent groups what if this was like a lashkar or a hizbul suspect who was shot dead say in kashmir or uh, so for example ishrat jahan's case that made a lot of is it because we have we have very little knowledge of insurgency I, in north east i can come in out here hmm. yeah you know it's it, i agree to both your points yes it is not nothing to do with manipur it happened in bengal in the 70s during the naxalite movement when siddharth shankar rao the chief minister actually introduced this whole staged encounter um thing and then again in punjab where at least in one district we know there were 6000 cremations anonymous cremations hmm. uh, in kashmir uh, unless there is a backlash media doesn't really cover it we cover it as a uh, ticker which runs on you know, on television screens or a little two inch uh, column in a newspaper it is about and it's and world over 
what uh, we are implicit, you know, we are guilty about is that we actually take the government press release or the army press release and we carry it as an official uh, version of two persons killed, one person killed, mm. and uh, we leave it at that. So we actually, I quite agree to that what you said, but we don't really understand the gravity of how democracy is compromised uh, by such action. Even if there are allegations, they're not really investigated by the media. Uh, A, resources. B, lack of understanding. Uh, C, I think the complete lack of interest in uh, newsrooms. Um, Arunab, your view? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm sick of complaining about uh, the media not covering the North is enough. But, you know, uh, I, I suppose even, uh, say, if this would, this would happen in, uh, say, Kashmir, mm. I would expect uh, a rally at Jantar Mantar. I mean, I see nothing happening here. So I, I suppose it's unfair to blame only big media or media for that matter because I see no reaction on the street because this is, this is, as, uh, this is a travesty of democracy and justice. And for the capital, which is supposed to be so politically aware and conscious, to see nothing at all in terms of a visible protest is quite strange, I suppose. I don't know why that happens. I mean, I mean, because probably it doesn't matter. It happened in an area of conflict, as they say. Or I, I, I mean, I, it, it beats me. I don't understand. I mean, to be honest, I can't quite deci decipher why they. I mean, you know, why this has seen no reaction almost. You know, even by normal people. You know, I mean, I see no one protesting. I see, I mean, the usual. Uh, you know, the, the outrage brigade, if I may call them, even say uttering a word about it. So, which is uh, us. Uh, which is us. <laughs> and, uh, it's true that over the past few years, the only kind of news coming from conflict zones that makes news is either it's Maoists, something related to Maoists, or it's Kashmir. Otherwise, whatever happens anywhere else in any other conflict areas, we don't really get to hear about it. Right. I, I, I think, yes, one is Manipur. I think it's a combination of all these things, but I just wish. If anyone from big media is listening, um, <coughs> if this is not of national importance, then I don't know what is. So I wish someone would take this up. Um, and you know, before you f uh, complete, let me, if I can just button a little. Yeah. That, you know, that while I was uh, uh, on my way to Goa, I received uh, three invitations today to uh, Delhi studios hmm. to go and speak on Arunachal prices but right. not on the Manipur one. Now, both are important, I understand, but the Arunachal crisis becomes more newsy because the Congress, it's a Congress versus BJP. Correct. And there is resonance in Delhi, but out here it's a policeman who is possessed about his senior officer, but people forget that there was a consent by the Director General of Police and Chief Minister I am not sure whether the consent was uh, about um, the killing this particular guy mm. at that point of time, but there was definitely is uh, enough evidence to say that there was consent of of A, giving them awards. The DGP, DGP actually had, uh, uh, you know, recommended them awards, which was, uh, you know, not given. Mm. But the protection of the policeman killing Sanjit, that they were, came from the chief minister and no one really questions that, not even the Delhi studios are interested. So this is something that I wanted to tell. Right, right. I think great point. Um, let's just move on to uh, the Padma Awards, um, something lighter. Uh, before I move on to the next subject, uh, I'd just like to plug our other podcast. It's called Global Summits. Where are we going? It's in collaboration with Birat Swain. In this podcast, we cut through the jargon and break down development summits for you with experts and commentators from around the world. 
the next episode focuses on indian indian media's coverage of global development and challenges uh, it actually features some very well known journalists and media watchers it will be out soon okay uh, now the padma awards uh, i just like to point out that one journalist refused the padma award gk question who was it I I don't know. forgot. this but i uh, b- because i have accepted awards mm-hmm. uh, but i think journalists should not be given awards because based on one story if you're giving an award you know a journalist uh, goes on and covers so many other stories and they uh, you know they they may go they they have often gone wrong uh, with uh, other stories sure. and unlike a sports unlike an athlete for example whose 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 award is going to be stripped if that athlete is found uh using unfair means a journalist is not uh, you know that kind so of So are you saying journalists should not attempt. accept any awards even from their peers even from let's say uh, you know the Indian Express or just padma awards from the government i mean are you saying they shouldn't accept any awards at all because i i i think i think a journalist should be awarded for their body of work maybe towards the end of their career but based on one single story to give an award to a journalist i i i am a little uncomfortable with that but like i said that i am not the right person to speak on this because i have received awards uh, however uncomfortable i have felt but oh, padma was just for a body of work right it is well, uh, you never know what padma it's anyone's like uh, i don't know what body like of work malik has got award yeah but I, I i mean even sant singh chatwal has got a padma award i don't know what body of work he had I can in fact we are getting a list together of people who got body work so I'm not sure this body work has anything to do with it I'm saying do you think journalists should accept padma awards or any awards at all I definitely think they should accept awards hmm. <laughs> if they get I don't know I mean uh, it depends yeah government to government I don't know government to government interesting I don't What know does it mean? I mean so barkha it... <laughs> getting it by the UP is okay but no uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if it if it's really I if it's really established that these awards are only given because you are favorable to the government then perhaps it's a sign of uh, no just conceptually should you be accepting awards from the government should you be considering you are always in combat it's such it doesn't matter who gives it i mean ye government is vote theek hai does it involve it. cash also it does no 1 yes, lakh now does. yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm against like this. i i don't i can't okay you make up your mind it yeah. too long i don't know I don't think our journalists should be award uh, should be receiving award from the government hmm. but I think it's okay to receive awards uh, from peers you know it's some sort of acknowledgement of the good work you've done I, you know hmm. I suppose with this very little incentive otherwise in journalism many way not that we getting paid a lot of money hmm. so I think an award is a good thing if it's from you know say the ramnath goenka which is essentially a group of journalists deciding right but i think it's a strict no when you you shouldn't be accepting an but award from the government can the government not reward journalists no the government you should that's that's, that's their prerogative but as your but as journalists you should report to the government you should have done great work and government says yes no if, if you do if the government thinks you're doing great work then you are not doing great work you're not doing great work come on maybe No, no the government gets no everything is possible see this is again here, here the argument goes back to the structure the fundamental structure it's hmm. the same thing what if your dictator is very benevolent sure great but that is not the point 
fundamentally it's a flawed system. I would be happy to have governments recognize hard work. For the last the hard work that journalists do. And Okay. Should they not at all? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it's it's structurally flawed. There's a conflict of interest. It's I mean, it doesn't matter who's doing it. Conflict of interest is not dependent on who the parties are. It's on the relationship. The relationship of journalists and governments is adversarial. You think the gov you think the governments you think the you think the UK government would have awarded uh, you know journalists who are unearthing scams? They wouldn't. You know, never. Yeah. That's yeah. not how it works. They won't. They wouldn't. No, no That's government. That's what I'm saying. Would. Like depends on governments. No, there, there's if no government like that governments. anywhere in the world. Good. So it's, that's the thing. They're good, honest dictators. Um, uh, what about? Uh, you think the list of awardees was okay, other than journalists? So uh, it was. It was spectacularly bad. Um, uh, Kishle. Uh, you know, I mean, if you are referring to Anupam Kher. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying generally. Ge generally. These lists have always uh, been controversial. Mm. Uh, it is a huge country mm. with a lot of people who are deserving, I think. And you know the way the government really uh, makes these lists are always uh, controversial and will continue to become controversial. I don't think so. There is an easy way of uh, figuring out even the list that we uh, make for any other. Um, awards or any other panels are always questioned. Right. So I don't think that there's a foolproof method of really figuring out that okay, we've got the perfect list. I see. I uh, now uh, coming to Anupam Kher, I had the opportunity of seeing the debate on freedom of speech at the Jaipur Lit Fest, where um, you know, full disclosure, uh, Madhu Trehan was arguing for absolute freedom of speech, uh, and she is our colleague, so. Because there's a conflict of interest, at least I will support her. But I generally believe that that is an ideal worth fighting for. And the quality of arguments that I saw from Pavan Verma, Anupam Kher, and Swapandas Gupta, uh, I was shocked that such and and at least one of those people is you know considered quite an intellectual. Uh, I'll let the audience guess which one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I usually like Pavan Verma also when he speaks. Usually, yeah. But uh, was he not like, good? What, yeah, what the, is, what the, the, the quality of arguments that they gave, they don't get it. I, do, I think basically Indians don't understand the concept of freedom of expression, and and in the vote also, the audience voted in favor of that there should be restrictions, and I don't get that. I, I just I'm, I'm shocked. I'm blown away, and the quality specifically of Anupam Kher's arguments. Shows the very base and uh, dumbed down nature of, of public discourse, even at a place like the Jaipur Lit Fest. Uh, you should see it online. I didn't. Uh, oh, I did. I didn't get to. Did you? I did. What do you think? <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, I, don't, I, I, I think even Kapil Mishra did a yeah. pretty shitty job. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't think the point was to counter you know, Anupam Kher or score political points. It became an ARP versus yeah, BJP it, thing. Which was, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad because it was an important debate and you know, I wish it would have played out better, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose Madhu and Salil made a few good points, but then after that it became a political slinging yeah. match, basically. Shouting match, yeah. right. But I was just blown away by even the quality of arguments made but by... But what was Anupam Kher's argument? What was he saying? Anupam Kher's argument is don't say bhen to your father. He says, aap ghar so? pe bol sa <laughs> so, so therefore, see, so exactly, like the how dumb. Wow. I'm just blown away by by. So you censor yourself at home in front of elders, so hence so you should be okay with being censored. Yeah. Outside I mean, I don't public. understand what what is the thought process that happens in these people's heads, mm -hmm. if any at all. 
but what is the thought process behind the Jaipur Literary Festival? <laughs> Where is literature there? Well, honestly, I've attended it once or twice, I forget. And I quite enjoyed it. You have some fantastic panels and I saw some great discussions and debates. Not all of them are great, but some are. In fact, you were saying one really good one, Manisha. This time? Yeah. Yeah, Stephen Fry on Oscar Wilde. It was excellent. Mm. Really, really nice. So actually, uh, uh, have you been there, uh, uh, Kishle? You know, on, uh, I, I did uh, go on the, uh, the lit, lit Fest circuit for a year and then on principle, I don't go to Lit Fest any longer mm. because I think that uh, authors are uh, not uh, respected in Lit Fest in Sorry, country. Sorry, what aren't respected? Reporters. Authors. Authors. authors, 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 okay, oh, oh. Yeah. right, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, lit, lit fests are supposed to be about authors, mm. it's not supposed to be about say it out there, you know, talking about anything that it feels like, and uh, it, it's not just in India, you know, this time even the Oxford Literary Festival, you know, the president uh, of the festival, he resigned. I didn't that. actually, uh, just tell us and our viewers, uh, what, what happened? Yeah. I, so the you know the the Oxford Literary Festival, uh, the person who was uh, heading it, he was he resigned because he said that the you know he couldn't convince the organizers to really uh, make them understand that the authors need to be given dignity, authors need to be paid. Uh, in, even in Litfest out here, what they do is that they invite authors hmm. and they ask them to uh, pay on their for their own. So they just couple of people that they pay for, the rest of them come on their own, hmm. uh, which, which is not much of an invitation really. Right. You know? Right. Uh, so this is something that, you know, world over is being, uh, is been debated that, you know, what are, you know, I mean, what is the literature festival supposed to be about? It's supposed to celebrate literature. Right. How much of literature, you have, you get the big guys, hmm. but you for and particularly, I'll tell you whether it's Jaipur or whether it's Hyderabad, the Bangalore Literature Festival. Hyderabad does it a little more than others. We completely uh, obliterate the regional writers. Right. And the whole whole. So there's it's it's basically an English it's an English yeah. lit fest. It's not yeah, it just a lit fest. Yeah, it becomes a very unique English lit fest of uh, it becomes very incestuous, if I may use that word. Yeah, I I. You know, agree it's language limited, but what I do like about, you know, the, the couple of times that I've attended is that, you know, I saw really young students um, who you wouldn't normally associate with reading, you know, the kind of books that what Kishle described as the elite read. And, you know, they'd come, they'd discuss, they'd engage. It was a free, uh, it was completely free for them. They, there was no charge. I just thought it's a great way of... Uh, making such debates, these discussions, such uh, audiences, you know, have them exposed to the kind of speakers like, although, you know, last last time Salman Rushdie wasn't allowed to come, uh, but even, you know, Stephen Fry this time, or, you know, debates like freedom of expression, th that's all. I just, I just thought it was, uh, but yeah, uh, point taken, uh, Kishle. Uh, your experiences, what was your best part, Arunab, that you went for the Lit Fest? I uh, sat for half an hour next to Mary Brenner, uh, who, who wrote uh, The Man Who Knew Too Much, mm. Jeffrey Weigand, mm. who's uh, the, the article, yeah. the Vanity Fair article, which was uh, converted into a movie called The Insider. Yeah, and we've actually hosted him for a yeah. talk. And, uh, yeah, and although she was extremely grumpy. Uh, and, sat next to her. She was grumpy because you were sitting next to her? No, she was grumpy to everyone. So somebody asked for an autograph, she's like, she told him off, uh, so I thought I shouldn't be. So, I never refrained from telling her, I yeah. like your work. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't speak to her. And she was, uh, so she's taking down notes copiously, so you know. 
I, I suppose it's a great, I mean, I think it's nice, I mean, because, you know, uh, on the, the, uh, the Sunday when we were leaving, you know, just before leaving, so we went to the bookstall, and I came across kids, you know, asking their parents to, you know, buy them that book that they heard, you know, the author speaking about. Hmm. So I think it's a good thing, you know, because I think Mehir has written a good article written in the standard, Why uh, JLF Matters. Yeah, Mehir Sharma. Uh, Mehir Sharma. So I suppose for younger people, I think it's it's nice, you know, it's, an, it's a lot of ideas Mehir, discussed. he's a jail. Jaipur Lit Fest ka Kida. He's there every year, all yeah, time. He, he, he loves it. That's his, that's his Rath Kumar party. In fact, the name was missing me. His, the, the gentleman that I'm talking about who, who quits the Oxford Literary Festival is, he's this uh, famous author called Philip Pullman. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who, who's the best-selling author of his dark materials. He actually said that I had enough. You know, in his Twitter tweet, he said, I had enough. Uh, and, you know, it's time to go. Uh, because he says that I he realized that the, uh, the exact quote was that I realized I needed to resolve the issue, so I decided to step down. We authors are at the center of the festival, and the only reason people buy tickets in the first place, it's only just that we should be paid. Right. Yeah, but Jeffrey is, is free though. Jeffrey is free though for everyone. Well, for everyone or yeah, everyone? Yeah, everyone. For everyone. It's free for everyone. For everyone. That's I think, the I think thing about it. I, I don't think where else you can go up to Piketty and you know say that your book was shit. Right. Yeah. All good. But All yeah, good. you can do so. Good you can probably you say. You can say in India that you go up to Piketty and say your book was shit. But can you go up to, uh, say, uh, I, I don't know, Anupam Kher and say your film was shit? That's a completely different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm being a joke. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, Arnab, which um, brand was the main prime sponsor of the Jaipur Literary Festival. Yeah, that is, yeah. I do know, but I mean, I think... No, that, 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 I agree, you know. This I'm sure there are that. problems, but I, I mean, I just, I mean, I spent two weekends, so I decided to see the bad side of things, I suppose. Tarli wali ho ke aagai toh? Khush? Nahin. Eh, like all reporters, daru hai toh khush hai. Yeah, so... <laughs> okay, uh, we'll just move on to the next um, subject. Before that, I just want to thank alert viewer Balaji Sridharan for correcting me in the last podcast last week when we had uh, Manu Joseph and uh, Siddhartha Rajan with us, I had uh, spoken about Bill Ma being uninvited from the commencement address he was supposed to give at Berkeley. However, uh, he wasn't uninvited. There was a petition to uninvite him. But finally, he went in the winter commencement and did give the speech. So, I stand corrected. There was a petition to uninvite him, but he didn't get uninvited. Thank you, Balaji. It's because of viewers like you, uh, we make sure that we get corrected and stop thinking that we know too much. Uh, okay, so moving on to the next. Um, the Kohli fan arrested in Pakistan. This story I found fascinating so and I was story. hoping some, you know, because TV news can, you know, make a story and they make an event and a debate on it. They can make it anyway, right? It's fun like that. Why could they make it? This could have, doesn't this look so much like India? Matlab? But it doesn't. Well, you won't yeah, get arrested, you get beaten up. Not by beaten up, but no. But this is 10 years of imprisonment, dude. Are we going towards yeah. that? You know what I'm saying yeah. is that national anthem is not going to be able to do it. Like, I just thought it could or have been played like that. Pakistan see, in a match. See, also, I'm not saying it's right to play it like that. All I'm saying is television debates can take something and play it a particular way. When a small skirmish happens, they play it, let's go to war. And they have tanks, visuals, and they have bumbari, and they have gadar type music. This could have been played. Is this where India is headed? No one played it. I was very disappointed. I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you see this news at all, Kishla? 
Yeah, the Virat Kohli fan uh, arrested for hoisting the Indian flag, right? Yeah. Now the yeah, way the way I'm suggesting, had someone spun it like that too much? Is that too 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 much of a spin? No, I I think we are we are the same in India and Pakistan in okay. trying to uh, you know dumb down people. You know the whole intolerance, which is not a very word that I really like. Uh. Um, but but that whole debate is is actually is not a debate debate because we are we have. We are, we are that that temperamentally we are bad, right? Uh, Manisha, do you think it could have become a bigger event than just this one story? She don't understand mm. sports. So, 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 sports again. <laughs> so, even I don't understand sport, and besides, cricket is not a sport. I've made that clear okay, many times. Fine. She doesn't understand sports. <laughs> <Huh>. Stupid. <laughs> Sexist. You. <laughs> I He's know. Doing a yeah, you're going to a bigger newsroom. You're going to a bigger newsroom. Better contain get your, it, your you know. Yeah, I guess it could have been, but no, it's so much possible. I mean, it's more likely that they played up and say that look, Pakistan is so horrible. We are so better. We at least don't put you in jail. Only mobs beat you up. Okay, so that's why we are better. Now, uh, one thing I just like to take a vote on all the journalists here, uh, and me, the non-journalist. Uh, I've read several pieces on uh, the parade should be discontinued in its present form. All these jhankies of different states should be discontinued. It's embarrassing. They're badly made. It's a waste of money, and uh, you know many people celebrated. It's so nice to see different states what they represent. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys have read articles both ways. There have been a flurry of those. Uh, Kishla, let me start with you. What do you think is the parade in its present form an anachronism? I find it singularly boring. <laughs> okay, maybe uh, because you've I, seen so many. Uh. I even uh, noticed uh, former. Prime Minister Manmohan Singh actually dozing off at one point of time, and I don't really blame him. Uh, and you know, we get sugary, I mean, particularly the Doordarshan uh, anchors are like so over the top patriotic uh, that even when the Prime Minister was signing the book uh, near the Amar Jawan Jyoti and you know, they almost read his mind and said that how his, how he moves <laughs> to write that now. I think we go over the top about this. The, the, I mean, so some some of the stuff is brilliant. The army, the daredevil, um, that uh, exposition on motorcycles was stunning. Mm. Uh, at the same time, I think the the French uh, uh, the, the, Contingent. the army was mm. was slouching towards. I mean, they they look so bad. I mean, you know. So, but we need to we'll be we'll be praising that as well. So I think we just keep on. That that's like one hour of two hours of real praise. That goes on, but I think it can be uh, reimagined. How would you? What? What would you do differently if it was up to you? Kishle, this year's parade, you plan karo. What? What would you do differently? Even if we keep the same structure, one thing. Let Let me tell you. I know. Uh, I'm privy to this. Uh, the these um, jockeys that are uh, given to contractors in yeah. various states. Hmm. There's a huge scam around that as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. The production value, the production budgets yeah. of that would be huge. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, even if we make that transparent and given give it to uh, people, I mean, there are lots of uh, people, lots of uh, agencies, creative agencies who can do much better job. Then we can showcase. I mean, it's showcasing each of the state is fantastic. I mean, there is one occasion, I think, one day of the year that all the states are on Rajpath showcasing, but it can't be. Being so stereotypical. Hmm, exactly, right. it's so stereotypical. It has what do you think? Would you, do yeah, you think I think I agree with him. Like, if we could get more creative people to design the jhakis and 
keep it open for anyone to come up with like creative ideas to do it and showcase something new about the state and achievement or someone who's done something spectacular could be nice so you think it's fine structurally just the quality should improve quality could improve yeah aruna i'm so sick of it that sam floor project let's be who year after year yeah yeah <coughs> So, uh, I, you know, Goa will have one guy drinking toddy with a. Did you see the Tamil Nadu? Did, did you see the Tamil Nadu float? Everything was Amma. <laughs> What? Everything was Amma. Amma was everywhere. Even the stick carrying. Uh, I mean, those things had Amma. You know. So, yeah. So see, the thing is, every, you know, there'll be a crab in the or a lobster in the Goa jhaki. There'll be Bihu in the Sam jhaki. Lobster. You know, to the point of it, honestly, I'm mean. lying in the. So it's yeah, but but. Uh, but the most cringe inducing was that digital india jhaki did you guys see with with the people dressed up as little what do you call these things that go into your computer oh yeah the usbs yeah the, <laughs> the, the, what they the pen drives yeah pen drives yeah yeah so, they were guys so, dressed yeah, up they look like the android uh, thing under the android logo you know <laughs> it was weird and i woke up in the morning to watch it and i was like no this is not happening but so, you know what i think i mean uh, uh, maybe we are old and cynical but i think the main audience for the jhakis is kids yeah for them to learn about the different states so even if they have bihu year after year my nephew didn't know now he knows bihu you see and then 10 years later he'll be sitting and saying say yeah same thing but his younger nephew will be saying dekho bihu i think maybe that's what it does it's Just a monumental cost of it's a monumental price that we're paying to teach kids you know there are easy way to teach kids about bihu for sure you think yeah okay Uh, now uh, arunachal crisis uh, we'll just discuss this quickly and then uh, anything that was remarkably undercovered or overcovered or well covered or badly covered in the media uh, kishla feel free to uh, jump in uh, this arunachal crisis has occupied much of prime time i think it is the perfect debate material and that's why it gets so much play unconstitutional mean governor's rule uh, modi is a tyrant uh, bjp congress spokespersons fight This is what prime time is made of. Yeah. Which is why um it's got the kind of coverage it has. Uh, but otherwise you think it uh, deserves different kind of coverage? Uh different kind of coverage doesn't you know uh, there are in as in more what are someone sitting there and telling you exactly constitutionally this clause says this this says this because it's not that hard to do for you know the kind of resources big media has. just get yeah, four constitutional experts rather than four parties covered arunachal pradesh who are sitting in delhi who can be you know yanked to the studios but they can connect people in that region who covered uh, arunachal pradesh or who know arunachal pradesh not necessarily journalists but a whole lot of other people as well right We, and you know that imagination is not there in our uh, media news rooms uh, because you just tell them that to get three guests and they have like five names in their head and that is the five names that they try so that is why arunachal will not be covered but uh, what just to give you a little perspective of what i understand is that it's completely bizarre of what the 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 legal counsel of the governor explained to the supreme court mm-hmm. and which the newspapers to reported that uh, he was uh, he felt threatened uh, that the governor house was under siege and it was heralded for a number of times and there was a mithun and he, he actually said there's a cow and within brackets he said mithun which was slaughtered in front of his gate now a mithun is not a cow okay <laughs> okay so, so you know when I mean, you can't make it into a cow slaughter case and right. say that you know okay, even if it was a cow i mean i can't believe that uh, 
the legal counsel can actually tell the Supreme Court because of a cow slaughter, you know, president's rule have been imposed, recommended and then imposed right. in the state. I mean, they, they, I'm sure there are better, uh, you know, reasons out there. And all the other clauses that is given for the breakdown of law and order machinery in Arunachal has been in existence for decades out there. Mm. There are two districts, Pirap and Changlang, which are completely under the writ of the NSC and IM. So that's nothing new. Right. Uh, overall, law and order situation in uh, Arunachal is not the kind of law and order problem that one sees in uh, Manipur or in Nagaland or in other places of that region. But oh, it, has, it has its own set of problems. So there's nothing new that he's talking about. It doesn't even uh, warranty a imposition of president's rule in that state. And I think that, that, itself, that itself is the point that needs to be picked up and, you know, gone to town with. Now, I don't know whether they are doing that. I, I suppose they're seeing it from more from the point of Congress and BJP. Right. Uh, that, that's interesting. I would like to see a panel of four constitutional experts slash lawyers slash retired judges debating this rather than party positions. Manisha, anything you think could have been covered differently, this particular story? Because it's got a lot of play. It's been occupying prime time shouting matches. No, not really. I don't know enough about the place to know if it could be covered differently. I'm just consuming what I'm getting and I mean, there's no way for me to hmm. uh, see what other way it could be covered. Okay, um, so we will, before winding up, uh, Kishle, is there any bit of news that was over-reported, under-reported, badly reported, well-reported that you want to share with our viewers before you wind up? I think uh, just to stay on with the Rachel story hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, see it, seeing it from a more national um, perspective, hmm. I think it's an, it, it's an right time and media each time misses this uh, opportunity to discuss the role of the governor's office. Right. I mean, what is the role of the governor in this country? I mean, in the, for example, in the, what we call the Maoist area, it is the governor who actually can step in and implement the, you know, the fifth schedule, which for all practical purposes has been thrown out of the constitution. Right. It is, it, the, so the governor's role is the way it's supposed to, say, for example, in Mizoram, in, in the last one year or one and a half years, I, I don't have the stats off my head, but there have been about seven governors coming and going. Hmm. It's a travesty. Of a, of a constitutional office, so this 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 could be this could have been a topic of very interesting debate. Right. Yeah, it wasn't unfortunately. Um, you guys, Manisha. Yeah, I there are two pieces that I wanted to uh, talk about. One is a Facebook note, another is a report. The Facebook note is by um, this writer called Sneha Rajaram. She works with um, the Lady's Finger, which is a women's webzine. Uh, she's responded to Manu Joseph's piece in the Hindustan Times that says, uh, which basically made a case that Rohit Vamula's death is a case of depression, clinical depression, and probably not a case of oppression. Mm. And Sneha uh, has herself been diagnosed as bipolar. Mm. And one of the points that I really like, it's a, it's a note that she's written, it's public and you can read it, but she's, um, you know, everyone when we're talking about this guy's uh, death points at the suicide note and says, look, he hasn't uh, blamed anyone. Uh, he's absolved everyone of any uh, thing. Uh, so why why are you making this a Dalit, you know, kind of an issue? Hmm. And Manu Joseph in his uh, piece had said that Vemula's final letter has been ignored by those who are most moved by his death. In the note, the young man who was not known to restrain his words took pains to absolve everyone but himself for his action. To which Sneha has responded saying, how many suicide notes have you written? How many suicides have you attempted? 
have you ever felt the need in those final hours to absolve everyone i know i have i know i have because it made the process of dying easier many dying people do doesn't mean those responsible for his death and the deaths of other dalit students can be absolved and when you read this note you just realize that so many column writers just write anything without engaging with the issue without engaging with the topic i'm fine with exploring depression angles but to just make blanket statements like you know this is a depression issue right so i think i think she responded really brilliantly as somebody who's faced and this things. has appeared on the lady's finger no this is her own facebook note oh i see that okay. she put up another thing uh, is a brilliant report in the hindustan times by sudipto mondal again on rohit vamila's case uh, while most journalists were looking at caste certificates and trying to figure out ye dalit hai obc hai kya hai or you know looking at what politicians are saying this guy has really gone you should read it it's just i won't give the report away but it's brilliant Right. He's, you know, Vimla talks about the fatal uh, accident of his birth, mm-hmm. and he traces what that fatal accident was, and he goes back to his uh, growing up years in Guntur, and it's it's a really well reported piece and a solid piece of journalism which you should read. Okay, thank you for sharing, uh, Arunab. Anything you'd like to share with our viewers? I think this was this one standout piece of the week. The I mean, one that you just mentioned. Yeah, this was one of the best report pieces I've read in a long, long time. At least in Indian journalism. Right. <clears throat> I think it was a great. I mean, it was, pretty much everything was right about the report. So I mean, I strongly recommend everyone to read it, irrespective of what you think. You yeah, know? especially yeah. cast deniers. Cast deniers. All right. Also, there's a really cool uh, Facebook post, a uh, Facebook page uh, that's doing oh, the rounds yes. these days. Mm-hmm. It's called Just Savarna Thinks. It's extremely funny and just uh, Savarna thinks. Savarna thinks. Yeah, okay. it's extremely funny. They're essentially memes, but they're really witty and smart. So yeah, I mean, uh, I I recommend people to check that uh, that page out too. I see. Well, I have nothing of value to add this week because I didn't watch much TV or read much. I was uh, doing all sorts of other stuff. Also, I just like to tell our viewers thanks for joining us, Kishle. Pleasure having you. Thanks so much. I'll see you soon, hopefully, when you're in Delhi. And for our viewers, um, thank you for tuning in to Hafta. Uh, we'd like to say goodbye to Arunab. Fly, Arunab, fly. Do us proud. Uh, yes. And always support independent media. This for our viewers, <laughs> and not ad funded media, <laughs> because when the public pays, the public is served, and when corporations pay, corporations are served. Also, plug into our other podcast, Global Summits, where we're going in collaboration with Biraj Swain. Thank you, Karthik, for producing this podcast. A lot of our viewers have been asking us where Anand is. Well, he'll hopefully join us next week. He's uh, home, uh, some personal issues, and uh, Madhu will be joining us too next week. So we'll be in full force. Uh, thank you for supporting us once again, and keep listening to Hafta. We we'll leave you with this song this time, dedicated to Arunab. Babul ki जा तुझको सुखी संसार मिले बाबुल की दुआएं लेती जा जा तुझको सुखी संसार मिले ऑल न्यू एपिसोड्स ऑफ एनएल हफ्ता ऑन न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री डॉट कॉम एंड फॉलो अस ऑन ट्विटर एंड फेसबुक